Sundays. I'm Tyler, and I am not a mystical fortune teller, unfortunately. But I am here like a mother hen, friends of the pod. Do not be afraid. We are going to talk about prophets and weird stuff today, like why don't we call Jesus Josh Christ? But before we do that, let me welcome in a couple of baby chicks already gathered beneath my wings, Barry and our guest host, Amy Christie. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Thanks. Guys, how are you? Great. Good. I'm good. Yep, we're me we're too. back on Facebook. Yeah, we are. We made it. Three weeks. It's my first time. I've never yeah. been on Facebook yet. All so. right, so let's talk about why you're here, Amy. This is kind of an audition. It's yeah, I've been waiting for this opportunity. Yep. So waiting. Marin's gonna be on a mission trip for the yes. next couple of weeks. She sure is. Um, you're currently on vacation. I am. But we called you in for reinforcements because Marin can't be here today. Right. Her mother is um sick. She went she had to go to the hospital yep. up in Chicago, and so Marin's up there. We told her don't worry about trying to get right. back. Uh, she's got she's going on a mission trip the next couple yep. weeks. So um, Marin and family, we hope that you're doing well. We hope that mom's praying for you. Uh, yeah, we're praying for you. Um, we see on Facebook or I saw on Facebook just a minute ago that uh, Mama's doing a little bit better. Yep. So that's that's great. But uh, yeah, we're, so we're missing Marin today. But um, Amy's here. And, and I'm uh, not expecting that I will fill the shoes. Of oh, the come on. I love you kind of think you're going to do great. I think I'm going to do okay, but I really do like Marin and she's very, well, yeah, popular everybody with likes the, Marin, with the pod listeners. I yeah. know that she's a hey, popular gal. You can bring that mic closer. Oh, it feels really. All right. Yeah. Am I, am I, that's better. Okay. Yeah. There right. I also, am. you don't have to fill her shoes. Yeah. You've got no. different shoes. Too. Yeah. Right. That is true. That yeah. is true. Fill but, your own shoes. But hashtag. I do like, I like <laughs> <laughs> hashtag fill your own shoes. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so I said, Amy, do you want to come in today? And you said, I'm on vacation. Right. I am for the next two weeks. But, but you wanted to come in because I think the f- the pod's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah. It is. It's not. It doesn't feel like a lot of hard work to me. So maybe maybe that's a problem. Yeah, that that maybe might be part of the problem. Tyler, Tyler's in. the one who does the hard work. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so you're on vacation the next two weeks. What yeah. are you gonna do? Um, I'm gonna be home with my four kids, and that's great because summer is crazy yeah at our home with people are your kids happy that you're going to be home or are they like oh, well, I'll go back to work <laughs> i would say it's probably split down the middle on that maggie, <laughs> really? maggie is so happy to have it. she's 11 she really? loves having oh yeah loves it she's so excited hugs and kisses all the time so i saw excited. maggie last week and she has a grill yeah, she does. She has like a gold <laughs> gold braces. She's I got know. a grill in her mouth. I know. It's pretty I, cool. She and um, who's the guy who was the rapper or whatever that always. Lil Wayne? Lil Wayne, yeah. <laughs> yeah she's got, They're one she, and the same. Yeah, yeah that was pretty interesting. Yes, she picked gold. I don't know why, but it does looks look great. like a grill. It looks really great. does. And she just got her bottom ones last week. Yep. So it's a full, full on. Full grill. <laughs> it sure is. That's so awesome. she's excited I'm at home. I yeah. think they're all. They, whether they say it or not, they like the fact that my, attention, my attention isn't divided. Yep. Like they just get to use me up. What do you do though? Do you like go to JC Penny or something? Like, what do you, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> no, I certainly what, don't. What do you do? Um, just hang out? Sometimes we hang out, but I'll try and find little excursions to like go down to the art museum or, um, oh, okay. I just heard about a fantastic hot dog place in Fort Wayne that I'm like, do I dare drive to Fort Wayne just for really great hot dogs? Probably, Probably not. Hour. Yeah. Nope. 
Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I mean, you're really considering it, huh? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's the, the journey, journey, do the journey you want. not the destination. It is, yeah. it is. So I wanted to go to Mount Rushmore, and they were all like, no, we're not going to get in the car for 16 hours. Yeah, that's Where's Mount Rushmore? Quick. Um, <laughs> n- um, North Dakota. Can't be North South Dakota. Dakota. South Dakota. I actually don't know. Come on. I've been there, and I don't even where know. Where is Wyoming? <laughs> it's out west. Come on. Just tell me where. Guys, South Dakota, right? Well, you Wait, don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where it is. Oh, my word. I Yeah, but it's, they didn't want it. They were like, why would we get in the car just to be there for I go, because it's a landmark. We should, I've never seen it. I need to see it. It's, so, it's yeah, South Dakota. It's okay. It's you South get there, Dakota. you're like, yep, there it is. There they are. Just all like, four of them. Just like the pictures. <laughs> just like every picture I've looked at. Yeah. Did you drive through the Badlands, though? I heard that's pretty amazing. No, we we were, we were came from Yellowstone, and on Over our way to, back, okay. we swung through. So after being in Yellowstone, where we're literally looking at just geysers and yeah. you know climbing mountains, and then we're like, oh, look, there's some carved rock I've never faces. been there either, Yellowstone. So Yellowstone's I would love incredible. To, yeah. But that's like a 24-hour drive or something, so. Yeah, that's crazy. But we're kind of road trip. My kids hate it, but we were like, pile in. We're going, because we're not flying six people anywhere. It's ridiculous. Yeah, too expensive. But we are going to see Hamilton. Sorry, that's the, I'm taking. I'm tired of everybody going to see Hamilton. <laughs> I can't help it. There's, it. there's one thing that you could do to reverse this. Right, And just that's go. go see Hamilton. It's so expensive. I got tickets. They're they're not so bad in Chicago now. A hundred bucks? Yeah, but. For six people? Not all six of us are oh. going. Four of us are going. Yeah, so. fine. I know it's crazy, but it's not <laughs> three hundred like it was for a while. Four hundred. Yeah, I know. It's it's not as bad. All that's all I'm saying. If it was just you and Lauren, that wouldn't be terrible. And you wouldn't even you could drive up and come yeah. back. Yeah, we're night. thinking about doing that for our anniversary. That's there you go. Good do idea. It. Yeah. Do we were going to do that last year for our anniversary, but we had a baby instead. I know. <laughs> he was so worth it. He's oh so man, cute. Barry, what's new with you? What's happening? Liv and I are finally working out. It's been a long, a long season. Working out, working out. a couple? Working or? out together. Like not not always doing the same exact things together, but we'll both go together and work out together. And uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. I'm, what gym I'm actually do you attend? Sore. We go to, uh, which is the one, the No Gym Timidation Planet oh, Fitness? Oh, Planet Fitness. Planet <laughs> Fitness. <laughs> no Gym I know Intimidation. I know they're like brands, but I don't know the name. So, yes. Uh, they're, it's cheap. And yeah. they have all the stuff you'd need, and, and it's, it's close. Great. Yeah, it close? it's really yeah. close to where we live. So, that um, big so now I'm now that I'm like back into the swing of things, I'm pushing myself and trying to get trying to get swole. So, yeah, your uh, New Year's resolution was to get a six pack. I'm on, still the, I'm on the way. There's still time. Yeah, one down, five to go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you are on your way. That's awesome. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, and you guys just became. Uh, uh, foster, foster parents, parents of rabbits. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about that. All right. Uh, yeah. So the, the people that we adopted Humphrey from, they, they take in and sort of rescue domestic rabbits that are in dire circumstances. Mm-hmm. And they're apparently, I don't know the whole situation, but there were like these, this elderly woman had like three rabbits. Two of them were, were females and they, none of them were spayed or neutered. And like, she just, passed away and then the bunnies went to someone else and then like nobody knew what was going on and all of a sudden in like no time there were like 48 little baby buns oh no with no homes and they were like completely at risk so the indiana house rabbit society took them in and then once they got 
to three months old where they start have, having like sexual maturity. They had to uh, separate this is a family them. Family show. Family so. show. Hey, right. it's the birds and the buns, birds and the bees. <laughs> they had to separate them, and so they like needed foster homes. And we were like, you know what, Humphrey has been the time of our life. The so joy yes, of your life. we will take in two buns, two little Great. little baby. What's buns. the goal? Get them adopted. So they're okay. going to get neutered, spayed and neutered. Pod. You heard him. Week. You heard yeah. it here first. They're very cute. Okay, yeah. yeah. Tell cute. me about the one. Ha- looks like it has a little beak. Kovu. His looks name like is he's Kovu. wearing a wig. We we named him Kovu, and he has a full on lion's mane. It's so. His cute. dad. His dad was a lion head rabbit. Look it up. It's oh, crazy. Okay. Yeah. It yeah. literally. Didn't even know they existed. They do, and it's it's nuts. Anyway, we're having a blast. And cool. uh, what's the other one's name? Uh, Wilbur. I named him Wilbur after. William Wilberforce, uh. who, <laughs> who oh, no. it's not spelled the same way, Wilbur, but uh, William Wilberforce, although he is known for ending the slave trade, yeah. he also was one of the founders of the RSPCA, the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, which is one of the very first animal welfare organizations in the Are world. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. It's true. <laughs> so anyway. That's cool. Wilbur that and Kovu. And Kovu, Kovu apparently is the name of on the Lion King, Scar's son in Lion King 2, because he kind of looks like... Kovu. Kovu. All right. And I was hoping, I was going to say, you could have gone with Simba, but now that I know that it has a Lion King relation, I'm very happy about that. Mm-hmm. Liv named him, and I named Wilbur, so... Cool. I love that, Kovu. Yeah, that's pretty great. All and right. That's all. Works for me. What about you, Tyler? Um, so I don't want to talk about me. I want to talk about what happened to Grace yes, this past let's weekend. Let's do it. Was some I don't want to take up time stuff. in my own life. Yeah, we don't either. So let's <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Nothing happened in your own life this week? Did it? I don't know. Probably. Basic week. Basic yeah, summer pretty week. basic. What's Milo doing now? Milo is crawling. Uh, he's got a couple teeth. He, he ate, uh, yeah, he's eating like human food now. I don't know. Just baby <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I, he looks cute. like he's like walking everywhere with his little walker. He's almost one year old. Tooling around. Can't yeah. believe that. I know. I really can't. So Grace had some cool stuff okay. happened this past weekend. At all three campuses, yes. there was stuff going on. So yeah. uh, in North Indy, they had a picnic with a... Uh, 200 degree weather, yeah. apparently. Games were being played. Races were being run. Smarty necklaces were being handed out. Fun. It was, sounds like a great time. Yes. Uh, Fishers took part in Spark Fest, which I don't know what that is, but it's a festival in Fishers that used to be called Freedom Fest or yes. something. And they always do their 4th of July happenings like the weekend before 4th of July. It's never on the 4th. It's always the weekend, like the couple of days prior mm. to the 4th. Okay. But so, yeah, so it used to be called Freedom Fest yes. and now it's Spark Well, Fest. I don't know if it's the same thing or like yeah. Freedom Fest take, went away. Are or, they taking the freedom out of yeah. fireworks? I don't know. Put the spark in it, though. Spark oh, that's fest. true. That is true. Uh, so we had a booth there, and a lot. Of, I saw a lot of Fishers people, yeah. um, folks from Fishers. Our, at Our photography at the team festival. did, did um, a photo booth. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's and right. they were passing out water. and. Yep. That's cool. And then 146th Street had a big fireworks party. Yeah. Picnic and party. Picnic and party. That was saw some I, pictures. It, it looks great. I preached this weekend, so I I went straight from my sermon to the picnic, and it oh, was yeah. a blast. It was awesome. I service directed, and I too went. Um, and I'm gonna shout out to Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson donated you, the fireworks and set yeah. them off. And I'm telling you, it was a show of shows. I, so I, I heard multiple people away. say it was the best, including myself, the best fireworks show they'd yes. ever seen. Who knew that this is like just something he knew how to do? I did. Oh, okay. A few well, people never did. mind. My dad has been telling me for several years. My parents used to go to Chris. Chris 
and his wife would host a 4th of July party. I don't know if they still do, but year after year after year. And his big thing was putting on a his own fireworks show That's at cool. the party. And my dad would tell me, I'm telling you that, Chris Johnson, he is, <laughs> He's he does some places. fancy fireworks. And <laughs> is this your like, dad's impression? That's my dad, my impression Sounds of my disrespectful. Dad. It's not. <laughs> Sounds disrespectful. I'm not being disrespectful. That's the way my dad, I would say that right in front of my dad and he'd be like, oh, you're crazy. We anyway. all know that's ridiculous. <laughs> He's been telling me for years how good it was and he was not lying. It yeah, was ridiculous. It was, it was awesome. What was super cool is if you were sitting, you could see Connor Prairie fireworks over to the left. Lame. And Chris's. Yeah, they were lame compared. But it was like being surrounded. <laughs> it was like being surrounded by fire in the sky. It was so fun. It was very that's cool. cool. And it's also cool being <laughs> fire in the sky. Yeah. Like fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spark. Cool. Spark Fest. Yeah. Spark Fest 2018. <laughs> but it, what, what I loved about the 146th Street picnic was it was an incredibly diverse group yes. of Great. people. We had a lot of uh, friends from our care center there. We had our this this uh, Hispanic community that's been growing. Yeah. A lot of Venezuelan um, migrants are here and they're all part of Grace now. And it's this like, it was like the United Nations at, yes. at 146. And I, was, awesome. I couldn't have been, I couldn't have been more yeah. thrilled. I wish I could so have much it. stuff donated. All the hot dogs and buns. Yeah, perfect. Um, I think Updike, uh, the Jim and Melinda Updike had their balloon, indie balloons here doing balloons for all the yeah. kids. It was fire it was, truck, fire truck rolled up so the kids could sit in the front. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a good community is great. Yes. Yeah. Community is great. And I loved that all three campuses this weekend we're in in the community. Yeah, like offering like things for the community. Super I think that's exciting. awesome. Yeah, very exciting. It was it was very exciting. Cool, big stuff. And then Barry, you preached this weekend. I did. Um, before we get to that, I am excited about today's show because we're inviting a guest on who uh, is Cindy Parkman, who's the pastor of Student and Children's Ministry. She's right. not the guest. She's not the guest. No, but not Cindy. This is uh, somebody on her prayer team. And uh, they have a passion for, he has a passion for prayer and prophecy. And so when we come back, we're going to invite Sam McKee on. So we'll take a break and be right back. All right. And we are back with our special guest today, Sam McKee. Welcome, Sam. Thank you. How are you? Good. Good. Sam is on Cindy Parkman's prayer team. Yep. And you are, how old are you? Nine. You're nine years old. Isn't that crazy? Yep. That's God, awesome. You are the young, the official youngest guest we've ever had. It's true. But yes. holy cow! I know. I can't. <laughs> believe, I can't believe That's... it either. Sam, uh, what what grade are you going into after the summer? Um, fourth. Going into fourth grade. All right. Which school do you go to? Washington Woods. All right. Washington Woods. All right. Westfield. Correct. Yep. Cool. How many brothers and sisters do you have? One. One sister? Yep. Cool. I think I just saw her out there. She's out there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sam. So what What kind of, like, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where do you go to school? What do you like to do? Um, your parents obviously go to one, do you guys go to 146th Street campus? I think so. This one? Yeah. The yeah. building we're in yeah. right now? Yes. Okay, okay, cool. So um, how long have you gone here? Do you know? Um, ever since I was a little boy. Little boy? All right. So probably like ten years or something. Yeah. Dad, how long? How long have you gone here? Wow. Since you're born. But your whole life. That's awesome. a really little boy. That's <laughs> okay, cool. cool. That's cool. Like what? a baby. Yeah, a baby it's boy. Baby. Yeah. Baby Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, what kind of stuff do you do for fun? 
Uh, I like to go in the backyard and play football with my dad. Yeah? Cool. Are you into football? Yeah. Do you like college football, professional football? Professional. Who's your favorite team? Uh, I can't mention that. Why? Oh, no. <laughs> Is it the, the Patriots? It's the is it the Patriots? It's the Patriots! Oh, Sam, get him out. Get All him right. out. Podcast is over. Sam. Get him out. It's okay. We'll Just give kidding. You, we'll give you a pass on that. Do you love Tom Brady? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, they win, so. Winners. You got to be a winner. Yeah. Right. Um, what else do you, do you like to do? you play football? You're, like, do you play on a team, too? Yeah. Okay. Flag, or are you doing already doing tackle? Tackle. Wow. What? Sam, that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what my parents say. <laughs> yeah, but you're into it, huh? Yep. I'm yep. I'm not a very sporty person, so I'm already a little jealous that you have so many uh sportsman like uh <laughs> jeans in your body. I don't have them. I can't do it. <laughs> sportsman jeans. If I try to throw a ball, it goes backwards. <laughs> what how. uh what do you love so much about football? Um I just like throwing and the catching part, and I've done it for a while, so. Do you like the hitting part? Yep. Oh, you do? I like the hitting part. Okay. So what uh, what <laughs> position do you think you'd play, or do you play? Um, I played safety. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Ooh, that's I never fun. played offense. You know why I like safety? I like safety because it seems like they, they do the least amount of running. Kind of. It's like, oh, the, the least amount of work. Is yeah, that what you're- the least amount of work. Like, if you're a receiver, you're running every single play. If if I'm the safety and the play's happening way over there, I could just chill right here. Check your Instagram or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just look at my phone, check it, chill out, you know? What, uh, Sam, you you are on camera, right? Did you know you're on Facebook Live right now? No. Whoa, oh, no. you're live Adding right now, the man. So, um, Sam, the, past, the past couple weeks, we've been doing simulcast we're doing a podcast and there's facebook folks live. you can wave to the camera right there and there's people Hi. on facebook watching you right now yep yep that's why i brushed my hair before i came yep yes. <laughs> they can see me Amy exactly what i'm thinking yes, yes. did you, you brush your hair because yeah. you look yeah. spiffy you look good yeah. you look good what other stuff do you do I, yeah i wanted to know do you do anything like musical do you sing or anything like no 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 that's all right i'm pretty low key pretty low key oh my gosh dad no no yeah. What? No. What do you do? Dad's telling you to your say dad's something. Your dad's I like to dance. Oh, you do? Oh, right. I think you, do you want to prove it? No. Right. <laughs> we'll just take your word for it. I love dancing. Again, That's dancing fun. in public is literally one of my greatest fears. So you're already like way cooler than I will ever be. It's amazing. Oh, man. Sam, I like to dance in public, but people tell me that I shouldn't. So <laughs> well, it's probably a mistake. It's yeah. a bad When do you move. dance in public? Um, Weddings? Yeah. Oh, okay. When you're I supposed mean, to, not I, just like yeah. when you're at JC Penney's and no, you're. <laughs> Although I do in the See car, and my kids tell me to stop. Like they yeah. put their hand yeah. and they're like, "Stop! Don't." They do, do that. the mom bar. Yeah. yeah. They gotta yeah. block you from dancing. Because I'm dancing while we're no. at a stoplight or something, and they're like, "That doesn't." No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Please, mom, you're embarrassing. Don't do me. that. Um, cool. So the reason you're here is because this past weekend we talked about. Um, Barry gave a message about prophets and prophecy. And so, um, I've heard your name through Cindy Parkman, who you're on her prayer team. And she said, you gotta, you gotta have Sam on because Sam has such a special story of his, his relationship with God and his prayer life and the things that, uh, he feels, uh, in his spirit. And so do you mind just sharing a little bit about, um, what, what she means? Like, Apparently, you're passionate about prayer and prophecy, so I w- I'd love to hear about a little bit about that. Um, 
so I will be in, so when it normally happens is when something is, like, going on, and I am, like, I'm, like, sad down, and then I'll have this thing in my head where I, like, it, like, goes through my mind, and then it goes, like, in my eyes, and Hmm. I see it happening, and then I'll share it, and then that's when it starts to spread, and then the person that it's happening to, eventually it actually happens. So when it you is, say it, it's happening, what do you mean? What do you it mean? Like, is it like a vision you're having or? Yeah, okay. mostly visions. And then like it, like in a few days, it will like happen, hmm. like actually happen. So you get, you get, you feel like God is revealing things to you yeah. when that happens. Interesting. Yeah. Can can you give us an example? Yeah, what of what's one that time happened? That happened? Okay. And you don't have to if it's in if it's like confidential. Yeah, you, you don't, don't have, have to use name names, names or, or anything, anything. But what kind of things? Okay, you could use names, um, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't use names. I had a friend who goes to this church. He had a he was really sick and mm. he was in the ER at that point. And I like my mom was talking to me and then like it popped through my head and went in my eyes mm-hmm. and then I like see um the Holy Spirit going through in the e- literally in the EI room and just going right into him and taking care Whoa. of him wow. it was weird wow so it's what like do that. you do when that happens then you you share that you tell did you mention it to your friend I mentioned it to my mom yeah and then she told his mom uh-huh and then her he hit her okay from wow. from his mom and what happened after that um, he, in a few days, he was getting better and better and mm-hmm. better. And then at one point he was out of the ER and back home and fine. Wow. That's amazing. That's really so you cool. saw the Holy Spirit taking care of yeah. him. That's wow. awesome. So God was showing you something about your friend. He was showing you that he is, he was present with your friend, even though the, the situation was pretty bad. Yeah. He, God was there and he wasn't yeah. leaving him alone. Yeah. Wow. 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 That's a big, that's a big responsibility to be able to have that kind of, those kind of insights from God. That's a really, really big, big deal. So when you're here at, with the prayer team, do you guys work together? You each use your different gifts. What does that look like? Um, it looks like when, so let's say we're praying about something mm-hmm. and um, we will all circle up and pray as like a team. Mm-hmm. And once we pray, um, We'll share like what's going, what do we think is going to happen mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What wow. kind of things, um, it, how long have you been doing this with Cindy? Um, I'm going to guess two years. Okay. So in your time, what, what are some of the things that you've, you've prayed for or you see, you've seen God do through your experience praying for Cindy? Um, I've seen like, I've seen it. Uh, visions. I've seen two visions, and I prayed over a lot of stuff. And it's kind of low key, but once I hear the vision, it kind of goes up from low key. Is it like Cindy? Your gas tank's low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you left your oven on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably a little more significant yeah. than that. Yeah. Vision's uh, about about Grace Church. Yeah. Okay. And like would, when, would you be willing to share some of what you've seen or are I you did have one. Uh-huh. And that was my one before the one with the friend. Uh-huh. 
um, that one was where we were all coming to church one day, and eventually there was so many people. There is like, like the walls were like filled with people. It was mm-hmm. unbelievable. I wow. was like, I've never seen this before. Wow. When did you have that vision? How recently? Um, I was about. Was it before or after Nacho Night? <laughs> <laughs> Nachos brought a lot of people in here, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it was probably before Nacho Night or something like that. <laughs> I'm just so it was like a, like a week ago or like a month ago or like a year ago? Was it? Month. A month, month ago. A month or two ago. Okay, interesting. Well, that's really, you know, that's really interesting that, that God would be showing that to you because, I mean, right now we're at a point where our attendance is not really growing super yeah. quickly and we're kind of like, man, where are all the people? But God has been telling you, oh, don't worry, they're coming. Is that yeah. what, that's what you're saying? Yeah. That's cool. That's an wow. exciting vision. Yeah. I, I mean, I was unrelieved when it happened. I yeah. Was like, Holy cow, this, I hope that I really, I, I think that this is going to happen. Yeah. Wow. I love I that vision. Me too. Sam, what would it take for you to leave Cindy's team <laughs> and come be on my strategic prayer team? My uh, question really. is for you. Why would you be asking that question? What? What do you mean? He's saying, what? What's is your team lacking? Uh, you know what, Sam? I don't Sam? have a team. Yeah, I don't either. I'm actually working on creating one. So I actually do, believe it or not. What? I have a prayer team. Wow. Yeah. Jealous. What? <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Sam, from time to time, I've got this he board does, full of yes. sounds. I don't know if you're a friend of the pod or not, but yeah. I've got these sounds that don't make any sense like that one I just played. And but. <laughs> Sam, how many people are on the prayer team? Hmm. I'm going to guess around five, six, seven. And is it all different ages? Yeah. Okay. So there's some adults and some other kids. Yeah. I have a lot of friends on the team. I have Huddy. We just got a, we, I just got a, some friends from Out Loud who I worked with for a little bit. And Wait they a actually, minute. Did you do Out Loud? Yeah. What's okay. It? You got to explain what do. Out Loud is. Oh, I'm sorry. Out Loud is our uh, kid in student worship um, experience. So okay. the students and kids lead Other worship kids in our, leading, in our yeah. yeah, Grace Kids area. Kids leading kids. So you do so sing. So you do sing. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> plot that begins. makes me very, very happy that you do out loud. Okay. So you have some friends from, <laughs> you have some friends from your out loud team on it as yeah. well. And then, uh, and then they came and then um, it kind of got bigger, yeah. and I noticed it was growing, mm-hmm. and I felt like it was going to grow really big Wow! at one point. So That's cool. So, Sam, I'm curious. When I, You're nine years old, right? Yeah. When I was your age, like, the most important thing in my life was, like, getting a new Ryan Sandberg baseball card, okay? Like, the, I was not— Definitely important. It was, it was the very short period window of my life where I was into sports. Because <laughs> <laughs> then I realized this isn't my life. Um or maybe I was like starting to get really, really obsessed with World War II airplanes. I definitely. <laughs> that was, I, those are cool. They are cool, right? But I definitely was not thinking about prophetic prayer. I was not on a prayer team. That wasn't in my in my my world at all. So I'm curious. You must have a relationship with Jesus that has some that that means something to you. Otherwise, you wouldn't spend so much time in prayer you wouldn't spend so much time giving yourself to out loud and things like that so tell me a little bit about your relationship with jesus what is it like what is it who who is jesus to you um he is 
um, a glorious person who rescued us. Mm -hmm. And I just, the way that I, I just like, so it's like when he did something to me, I like to give back to him. Mm. So this is a response because he died for you. So you're saying I will give my life to you. Yes. Wow. How did you come to realize that I mean, clearly, did you talk to your parents about what you were seeing? I mean, because I, I don't, yeah. at nine, you wouldn't necessarily know that these were prophetic visions until you talk, right? Till you talk to somebody to figure that out? Or how did yeah. you know? Yeah, how um, did you know? I, two years ago, I was baptized. And then once I was baptized, I was starting to learn what is Jesus. And then I, I got older, older, and older. And then I just got visions and I was like what like I was like mom dad what is a really a vision and they told me what's a vision and so once I learned what a vision was I'd like to share those visions yeah mm-hmm. right with anybody or just with uh your parents or I'd share with anybody anyone if I could that's cool well you are today you're sharing with a lot of people that's very cool why am I here then yeah that's, that's right why you're here yeah Hey, we're about to get the Sam bump. Do you know what that means? I don't know. What can this be? <laughs> no, that just means that, thing. you know, between Sundays is riding. You know, we're 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 doing pretty well with listeners. Listeners engage every week. But now that they hear Sam's coming, oh, I think it's going to go, go yeah. skyrocket. skyrocket. That's the yeah. Sam bump. <laughs> Sam bump. Uh, so what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to be an engineer. You do? Mm-hmm. Man, you're so like smart. Great. Yeah. I, I you like want to be an engineer? Yeah, I want to work on cars. You do? Yeah. Uh, what? Why do you want to do that? Because I love, um, so like I'll see a car on the road and I'll be like, I know what that car is. So I'll say, like when we drive by cars, I'll say the name of that car mm-hmm. and then my sister learns from that and... I was like, I love math. This is going into engineering. I can yeah, tell. Yeah, of course. For the longest time, I thought I was going to be a football player. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, it goes in, and I was like, engineer, kind of. And then, like, after the school year, I was like, engineer, 100%. Really? God gave you a vision of a car, and you were like, I'm in. Do you want to design cars or work on cars, or what do you want to do with cars? I want to build... Uh, I've watched a lot of things, and one was uh, was telling me that people are liking to go faster and faster and faster. I know, man. And it's it's crazy. So I thought I can build a car. I wanted to build a car myself, and I'm only nine years old. And I'm like, I want to build a car myself. Yes, right. that's a goal. At the age of nine. What do you need me to do? I'm in. I can help you. <laughs> You just can tell me what to do. Just hand me that flugel wrench. <laughs> Your dad's saying, uh, give me some money. That's what yeah. he's saying. <laughs> I can't help you there, but uh, anything else? I can polish. Change the oil. Can, do you polish a car? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> yes, you can. Okay, yeah, I'll polish whatever you make. There you go. Uh, I basically know how to take an engine, and since only basically cars have one engine, right? Mm-hmm. I, I thought... Know. What about you add, like, one more? How what? fast would that go? Two engines in a car? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Do you know how a Bugatti is made structurally and it has that Sam, back I don't even know what a Bugatti uh, is. So who doesn't know what a Bugatti I have no engine idea. looks like? <laughs> He's no, joking. No he has no idea. But I can sing an out loud song with you. <laughs> <laughs> 
So tell us about the what you were saying. Okay, um, and I thought, why does Bugatti only make one engine, not two? And so I thought, why not use the front and the back and have a small space for a trunk? So they build a back seat in it, take out the back seat, mm-hmm. and put an engine in there. So it's like a two-spaced car. So it ha- And then the back is completely a big trunk, so you have a big trunk. Two engines in one car? So my question is my question is how does the gas mileage work though is that gonna that's probably gonna take a hit on the gas mileage, <laughs> the miles per gallon yeah, yeah. I'm joking that I'm, would not be very I'm practical you can make it you can just it. put it in the trunk and make it like twenty feet long and <laughs> say so, oh it's gonna go forever there you go so like jets have two engines yeah so you're picturing like a car two engines going as fast as a jet why stop yep. at two though yeah why, why not, not three let's. I know. I I I will go to bed and I'm think I'm thinking more ways to make a better car, faster, wow. better, stronger. That is so cool. I'm gonna tell you the that only I thing better never, than two is three. I should never drive a two engine car. It would <laughs> no, be a that's good not safe. Do it. It not, not safe for no. anxiety. No. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's what I'd be saying. Sam, you want to stick around and talk about uh the sermon this past weekend? Can you stick around? I don't care. All right, All good. Right. We'll take cool. that as a yes. <laughs> Sounding yes. Yeah. Um, so Barry yeah. preached this past week and gave a great message about prophecy. And I actually... Were you there? The, yeah, I was there Sunday, and I was watching him from a step with my parents. And <laughs> From a step? From a step. Okay. A step. Um by the chairs. Do you know oh, yeah. where the front, where the, like, the stage is at? And then yeah. back there's, like, all the chairs. Yeah. And then there's a step that goes up. Yeah. On the side. And I would sit there, and I'd just watch Barry preach. Uh-huh. And then I'd mm-hmm. just start drawing stuff on the oh, paper good. that he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I drew a picture of Barry right there. And I was like, I'm going to take the idea of the man buns. So you gave <laughs> man buns from that was from Christmas, the Christmas series yeah. when I drew yeah. Moses with a man bun. So you gave you gave me man buns. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Wow. Number one, just way to pay attention yeah. that you even remembered the man buns. Yeah, I, from, I don't from the Christmas that. series. We That's talked like about Christmas. it on the pod. I don't remember, remember what I said two seconds ago, and you remembered <laughs> the man buns from Christmas. I that have is, no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> That's really impressive. I'm just gonna say. Wow. And so That's did cool. you did and you tweet your picture? Uh, yeah, I put it on Instagram. Good. Uh-huh. Perfect. That's awesome. And I also took the prophecy thing that he wrote. Um, it's not about telling the future. It's about telling the truth. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. on. I thought that was like, that's so cool. Yeah. I thought so Thanks. too. This is yes. like the best I've ever felt about I a sermon. Say, <laughs> I, I, would, I think this is awesome. Yeah, so basically you just told us everything, Barry. Yeah, you really did. You really summed that whole thing up. Great, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Barry, what did you want people to take away for anybody who may have missed it or uh, aren't like Sam and forgot maybe what you said? What what did you want people to take away from this past week's sermon? Uh, Well, first of all, Sam nailed it. That was a great... That was one of the main things I wanted people to hear because the misconception that I think a lot of people have is that prophecy is about telling the future. It's not about telling the future. It's about I always te- thought that. Well, sure, I, and I did too, but it's about telling the truth, and sometimes the truth includes a glimpse into the future, mm-hmm. but it. But that's why so much of the prophets are not about the future. They're about like the everyday moments that the prophets were seeing in their own world. So. Um, I said at one point that even when the prophets are talking about the future, they are always focused on transforming their present. Mm-hmm. So even when they were saying like someday this is going to happen and that's going to happen, they were doing it for the purpose of changing the way that the people lived right, right in front of right them. Right now. So yeah. 
Um, there's no, yeah. So uh, I, I talked about that. We looked at Isaiah 61, um, which is a cool passage. And I, I had a fun, in my, it was fun for me. The way I structured the message, we talked about the world behind the text. So I talked about how, where the passage in started. The and then, yeah. And then we talked about the world of the text. And so what I, what I did is I talked about it in the, its original context, Isaiah 61, and what Isaiah would have been prophesying about in that time. And then when I, when we got to world of the text, I had the big reveal that Jesus himself quotes this in Luke four. And so when you read that, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I realize now this, the context of what he was saying there. And anyway, so my whole point was that once you understand a little bit more about the, the context of the passage yeah. that you're reading, why it came to be, uh, it kind of gives a whole new meaning to what the prophets were all about. The other significant thing that I, I tried to convey was an image that I wanted people to get instead of thinking of like a fortune teller. When you think about a prophet, I was, I suggested that people think about Martin Luther King right. mm -hmm. who was um, very similar to the prophets in the sense that he was like very passionate, very godly, deeply understood God's heart for the world and was outraged by the injustice around him. So he spoke up, he used poetry, he used imagery to try to change people's, lives yeah and he talked about the future in a right. sense he cast a vision of the the dream that he had for what the world could look like and frankly is the world that god paints throughout scripture as well mm -hmm. so yeah but so, wanted change now like wasn't waiting for that change he was asking for change in the moment right he yeah. wanted the change to begin in his day but he he knew that someday god's promises would be fulfilled sure. the arc of the moral universe is long but it bends towards justice is one of his quotes so as I you're talking, sorry, oh, go I, just, ahead. I, I just thought that <laughs> I couldn't hear you because you were you were not speaking into your mic. I am <laughs> speaking into my mic. <laughs> um, I thought that was really helpful for Good. people. The Martin Good. Luther King piece because you didn't ha you didn't even have to explain in detail what a prophet was once you gave a concrete example that people could latch onto. They knew. I mean, sure, it, that was that was incredibly helpful. I thought. I also put that on my paper as well. Mm -hmm. Like I said. King also um, had visions too, and I was like, yeah. "That is amazing." That's yeah. pretty cool. Like, huh? That is cool. That, that is cool. cool. So cool. I have a couple questions about prophets. Hopefully, some of you guys can answer me. Oh, yeah. uh, Barry, I yeah. also put Captain America in there. Did you? You made it. Work. I put, nice. So Barry, you're holding a Captain America comic in With your hand. Butt? Uh huh. With yeah. man buns. I got a man bun. <laughs> he has one man bun. It's kind of like sticking up. It's a you unibun. Can't really tell. A unibun. Yep. Yeah. Unibun. Yeah. Perfect. Um, all right. So why, why did people take Isaiah seriously? Uh, because well, these guys sound crazy. Sometimes they didn't take them seriously. Okay. There's actually this whole account in the book of Jeremiah where there were other prophets who were just flat out contradicting him. Now they were false okay. prophets ultimately. And so there's this whole thing about how do you know the difference between a, yes. a real prophet and a false prophet? Yeah. And it, it, it gets really complicated and it really has to do with what comes true like you know. so you there are probably a bunch of prophets that we've never heard of that we're saying a bunch of fake stuff yeah okay yeah. toby toby the toby prophet, the prophet. Toby the prophet. <laughs> sam are you ever like getting in trouble by your parents and you're like guys i'm speaking on behalf of the lord <laughs> and he says i don't have to do my homework <laughs> i'm speaking the truth i'm not telling the future i'm not telling the truth <laughs> i'm not telling the truth <laughs> all right uh, also, you said there were prophets that like laid on their side for four years yeah, and some I'm were walking around. On, I'm blanking naked. on who did that. It was one of the, one of the minor prophets, I think. What 
what are you proving by doing that? Well, each one of them has, there's an image that it goes along with that they're saying, I'm doing this to show you as, so like, um, Jeremiah walked around with this huge ox yoke on his shoulders. Okay. Now he was a big deal cause everybody knew him. So it's like a public figure that everybody knows. And he was walking around the temple courts. He was walking around Jerusalem with this giant ox yoke and he kept telling everybody, Hey, this is exactly what's going to happen to, to Israel. We are going to be led off into exile and we have to let it happen. Hmm. God's God's already promised that he's going to take us into exile. We have to let it happen. So this is what it's going to look like. Pay attention. So everybody kind of knows who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't know. We don't know a lot, but I would presume that most of the prophets that we have were the ones that kind of made it big. Maybe even just because they were so good with their words and their poetry. Yeah. Uh, and maybe because the things that they prophesied totally came true. And it was like, in retrospect, oh, yeah. Amos. Yeah. He knew what he was talking about. Micah. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but in that, in that situation with the ox, the mm -hmm. whole yoke thing, there's another prophet there who's like, no guys, God says that we're not going off into exile and Jeremiah is wrong. And so he had this big public thing where he would, he took and he shattered the ox yoke in front of everybody and, and then he died because <laughs> he what? was, because he was wrong. So, wow. uh, it's all very better be right if you're a prophet. Well, sure. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's that. I mentioned this on the pod last week, but it, we we're really trying to piece together it, some cultural realities that we just don't have a lot of information about. Remember Tim talked last week about um, like if you were to pick up if, like a thousand years from now, if you were to pick up a newspaper that said something about Pacers draft guard something, right? you know, you, we know exactly what that paper's talking about, right. but, but in a thousand years, nobody might, they yeah. wouldn't know right. Pacers, the ones that set Who's the pace. The and, yeah. Right. And draft is this for the military? So, we just were piecing together what we can about what life for prophets was like, but, but there's a lot of gaps that we just don't know. So what else was on your picture that you drew? Sam? Um, <laughs> there's a screen TV with an Xbox 360 on it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I like playing, I like oh, playing okay. the Xbox. See, now that I can, you and I can talk about Xbox. Right. I was that's one yes. area. You have that in common. Yeah, we do have that in common. Gamers. <laughs> I like 360 better than one. Oh, now nah, you've gone too far. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have an old thing that no one really makes the games for them, so I get really tired, so I have to go on Amazon and find everything that I want. But they're all yeah. pretty yeah. cheap, right? Yeah. Because they're old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's right good. Um, so one of the, the things I've been thinking about, this is kind of connecting the sermon to our conversation yep. with Sam. There's a, a prophecy from the book of Joel that is quoted in the book of Acts. And so... Oh, yeah. You've heard it. You've heard it before. Well, no. No? <laughs> no. Oh, you, just, you acted like you recognized what I was talking about. But Maybe this I is do. another one of those examples of, of something that Joel originally gave, the prophet Joel, that was then sort of recontextualized and reinterpreted in the early church once they realized what the Holy Spirit was all about and what was going on. And it's the... You've heard... I'm sure you've heard it before. Um, Peter... The apostle Peter is saying this to a crowd and he says, he quotes Joel. It says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. So, so Joel said that and then Peter Joel said, said that his vision was of, of a day in which God's spirit would, would give every, everybody the ability to prophesy, not just these big fancy prophets, 
but mm. everybody. And what we have in our room. That's where you come in, that's, Sam. That's right. What we have right here is Sam, who is a living example of that prophecy. You're doing true. it. Wow. Have yeah. can, so can anybody do this? Can I do this? Okay. No. Not. What are you not. trying to do? What are you trying to do? Like, how, how do I know if I can have visions or prof? How can how do I know if I'm I have the gift of prophecy or not? You so, kind of how I started off. I never even knew that I was actually having visions or what what was going on. Did you just think they were dreams or something? I thought they were dreams or something, mm-hmm. or just I, your imagination or yeah, something, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then once I started paying attention, I actually knew what they were gonna be. So, man, you're like a walking advertisement for. Things Dave Rod and Barry say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, pay attention. Got a destiny. Um, so, in answer to your question, Tyler, there in the, especially the letters of Paul, he gets into all these details about spiritual gifts, and the problem is we've everybody has tried to systematize them in one way or another. There's all these lists and these ways of saying, once you have them, they're permanent, or no, they come and go, or whatever. All we know is that. For some people, at some times, God gives them a gift of prophecy. And I've been thinking about this, chewing on it, and I think it's kind of a combination of both in like spiritual vision where you where the spirit enlightens your understanding of what's what you see, as well as the either the platform or ability to speak and to and to proclaim that vision that you see. Those two when those two things, when God gives you both of those things, I think you have the gift of prophecy. Mm-hmm. And then there comes the really hard work of determining if you are in line with right. what the Spirit right. is really saying and making sure that that what God has already revealed in Scripture is guiding the things that you're pers- – like, it would be really easy to be a false prophet and just start making up stuff based on your own imagination. I feel like that's so, probably what I'd do. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. But but there's all these other these other gifts that are given to the church. There's the gifts of healing. There's gifts of um, uh, words of uh, – of, um, uh, like encouragement and words of truth and knowledge. And so it's like all these different things that are meant to be done in community. So Sam, what, what I like about your prayer team is that you guys are a group of people with different gifts. And because you each have different gifts, you're able to use the gifts you have to, to build each other up. And, to, and there's, there's a gift of discernment where if you have someone who's a, who has a prophecy and someone who has the gift of discernment and you've got them working together, yeah, whoa. that person who has discernment can discern. Yeah. We're not, we're not, yeah. Uh, Sam's head just exploded. Yeah, it's like Captain uh, Planet. Yeah, but the, the yeah, exactly. And and the person with discernment can help to guide and shape right. and and even interpret, help to interpret some of the prophecies that are coming through. So, it's meant to be done in community. The 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 ones that go off the rails are the ones that think that they should just go off and do it alone and be the you know mm-hmm. voice shouting in the wilderness like, you know, right. So Sam, have you ever had? Um, visions or prayers where it's like scared you or something like really hard to tell somebody or share or is it all is it usually pretty positive and helpful it's mostly positive I don't like to be a downer but I like to be like kind of I like to go to people and lift them up rather than put them down Mm -hmm. that's where you and I part ways brother uh, (laughs) elevator button up not down Uh gotcha okay so it's usually encouraging uh, it's usually a positive vision that yeah. you're feeling yeah. is connecting you with, with God or the Holy Spirit. Cool. If it wasn't unpositive, I would not share it. Really? Mm-hmm. I would not, know. How yeah. about you share them with me and I'll just tell everybody your negative, your negative visions. Yeah, you just give no. the I'll negative for it. 
I'll do it for He'll you. Tell him on the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say, um, listen up, everybody. Your gas tanks are full yeah. <laughs> or empty. Well, I just <laughs> full. That's good. Yeah. When you talk about it, I wonder. And I know you touched on this a little bit just a few minutes ago, but in the moment, do you think that some people were just like, "You're crazy." Like yeah. there, there's no, I, because you're thinking these years and years and years and years later is when lots of this prophecy came to mm-hmm. fruition. Yeah, and like so hundreds just, of years, right? And yeah, yeah. And so I'm just wondering, in the time we're living in now, like the who around us are the prophets? Who are the false prophets? Who are we? Are there false prophets that are Bob Ross? <laughs> False prophets. <laughs> I don't know. Who's Bob Ross? Happy, happy he's tree, happy he's tree painter. painter guy. Wait, oh, the curly hair. Wow. I don't think he was I a false prophet. I thought he died. Yeah, but hundred years from now, we're gonna look back oh, and say, and he's, say a prophet. he's a prophet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just it's just interesting to think about like who around us right now. Yeah. I mean, clearly some people you know, but are there people that are false prophets that are that have a following that are that are that are so good at their false prophecy that nobody can see. Well, let's see. I hope not. There, it happened in the Old Testament history books. It definitely happened in the prophetic books. Uh, there were definitely lots and lots of moments in the New Testament epistles that talk about it. I'm guessing, likely. Yes, there's it's a, absolutely. And the Book of Revelation even paints the picture. That is also prophecy in a, in a sense. And that book paints the picture of false prophets pulling the church aside and mm-hmm. away from, from what God had intended. So yeah, I'd say it's, it's likely that they exist. It's, it's, it's like scary. before the cross, like how the two parts were pulled apart. Mm-hmm. And then when Jesus went to on the cross, then the cross makes the bridge. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he kind of like said, false prophets, false prophets. Mm-hmm. He bridges mm-hmm. the gap between, yeah. between people's, Sin and and yeah. being reconciled to God. Yeah. 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 That's good. All right, let's jump ahead. Yeah. We've got some homework we got to discuss this yeah, week. let's talk about Micah. Uh, Micah no. chapter six. Do you like homework, Sam? No. You don't like homework? <laughs> I'm not a fan. That's no. what I'm saying. I mean, I'll do math homework, but in the other Oh, you homework. like math the most, yeah. right. You got to know no. math to be able to get two engines in a car. Yes, you <laughs> <So. do. laughs> Definitely. Um, okay, so we're talking about Micah chapter six, and this is a prophet. Is Micah a prophet? Yeah, okay. yeah. He's one of the technically minor prophets. And by the way, I, I think I put this in the app notes. Maybe not. Uh, there. The minor prophets and the major prophets are just called that because of the length of their books, not because of whether they were okay. as big of a deal. Yeah. This guy's really a, tall. He's a major prophet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or, oh, this guy was a way better. No, they before, just, it's just yeah. length. Before we move on, I mentioned at the very top of the show that why aren't we calling Jesus Josh? Yeah. Josh Christ. Yeah. Can you tell us why? Yeah. So I don't know why <laughs> we're not. Basically... What I said in the in the app notes was that the name Jesus is actually a like Latin version of the Greek word Jesus or the name Jesus or Yeshua, which is the Hebrew ver- Hebrew name Yeshua. Basically, long story short, it's the same name as Joshua. Joshua. Literally the same. So Jesus is actually Joshua. We just call him Jesus because that's how the language happened. And Christ is the Greek word, the Greek version of the word Messiah, which is Hebrew for anointed one. So really when we say Jesus Christ, we're saying Joshua, the anointed one. 
but or Josh Christ, Josh Christ, as, <laughs> Josh as Christ. Tyler likes. Uh, okay, moving on. <laughs> Micah chapter six, uh, verses six through eight. I'm gonna read it. Read it. it. So uh, we're all on the same page. So we know what we're talking about. Please. Micah chapter six, verses six through eight. This is the New Living Translation. What can we bring to the Lord? Should we bring him burnt offerings? Should we bow before God most high with offerings of yearling calves? Should we offer him thousands of rams and 10,000 rivers of olive oil? Should we sacrifice our firstborn children to pay for our sins? No, O people, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Sounds familiar. Yes. It yeah. Sure does. That would True. be Marin's sign off. Trademark right? between True. Sundays. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't t- we don't usually have her talk about yearling calves. Yeah, so. that's true. Um, okay. What do we need to know? What's happening? What's well, the year behind the text? Well, uh obviously there's all the stuff about yearling calves and rams and olive oil. Yeah, what's going on here? So uh, most of these, as far as I can tell, are a reference to the Old Testament, the law, the sacrificial system in the law. Uh, people would have to sacrifice animals or bring grain or oil, and they would they would do all of these things. They would give them to God for a ton of different reasons. Sometimes it was out of gratitude. Sometimes it was out of uh, repentance, trying to cover over for a sin. Uh, sometimes it was just you just had to do it as a part of being a good observant Jew. So there's all these different reasons that people would bring sacrifices and offerings to the Lord. These seem to be a little bit more on the uh, atonement side, asking for forgiveness or hoping for forgiveness of sins. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but that seems to be what it is. And basically, uh, that's that's just world behind what they're basically saying. If you look at the text, I'm going to get right into world of, unfortunately, because it is so relevant. But if you look at the whole the whole chapter, Micah 6, you can see that right before we get into this passage, uh, God is basically putting Israel on trial. Yeah, for, he, that's how it starts. And for some reason, he's using the mountains as like the jury. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. I didn't. I didn't look that up. I'm sure it means basically something. like I'm tired of listening to you. Go talk to the mountains. Right. No, he's like Correct. he's like mountains. Really? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna yeah. say yes on that. Yeah. He's like mountains. Get over here. All of you mountains, <laughs> look You're at Israel, charge. and I've got Come some here. stuff to say. Yeah, yeah. Come here. yeah. And so, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, he's, he's beckoning, he's beckoning, the, mountains. beckoning the mountains and rocks. So God's putting him on trial, and so when we get to verse six, it seems like the people are saying they're like overwhelmed with their guilt, and they're saying, "Okay, well, what should we do?" Actually, it's a little bit more tongue in cheek, sarcastic. Oh, you think? Yeah, because what he's saying is like. You know, what can we bring to the Lord to make up for all of our wrongdoing? Mm-hmm. Should we bring him burnt offerings? That's pretty normal. That's what we normally do. Uh, and he's saying, actually, you know what? Maybe we should just bow before before him with with offerings of yearling calves. These are like young, before like one-year-old cows, which mm-hmm. would have been unblemished, very valuable, had a lot of potential. So it was a, it's like saying, it's I'm trying to put it in modern terms. If you had like a, a 401k, 
I don't know, if you had some investment opportunity, right? If you left the money in there for a really long time, it would turn into a lot of money. Sure. But you're saying even before it turns into any kind of extra money, I'm going to give you what I have right now. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing with a year with a one year old calf. You're saying this could be a very val. This could be a bull. This could be a, a cow that gives milk that has other other cows. But instead of all of that, I'm giving it to you now. Mm. So it's a it's a even bigger than burnt offerings. This is a this is a pretty big sacrifice. And then he's saying, what about thousands of rams? All of a sudden, we're getting ridiculous. He's getting even bigger and like like imagine thousands of rams as a sacrifice. And then he he says, what ten thousand rivers of olive oil? Maybe that'll do it. Maybe that'll do it. And then he says, what about this? What about our firstborn children? We'll just sacrifice our firstborn children. Okay, which really? that's what that's what he's saying. And then what he but what he says is what he's saying is should we do all that to pay for our sins? And he says no. No, that's not what God wants. That's not what God wants. What God wants is to do what is right, to love mercy and to walk humbly with God. That's what he wants from us. Not all this religious stuff. Do you think the people What do you think the people's reaction is to this? Cuz that's Micah talking to them, right? Micah's like, "Yeah, you guys, you guys yeah, what do you want to do? If you're saying he's being sarcastic, so, is he, so he's sorry. Is he he's so he's speaking on behalf of God? Yeah, yeah, I mean he's putting words in God's mouth right, a little cause, bit because he's saying like before the verse six he says when I the Lord did everything I could to teach you about my faithfulness. So he's speaking. Is that is that Micah speaking? Well, it it is potentially that God spoke to him and gave him those right. words or he was saying I know I understand how God this feels about this so thinking. I'm going right. to say what this God is, what, is right. thinking okay. uh, we don't know for sure. sure and there's a whole bunch of debate on how exactly the inspiration process works for prophets right. but yeah it essentially that's how God feels whether or not those are the actual words of God or the right. words of Micah that's what he's trying to get across right um, so are people reading this at the time He's he's They're saying probably this. hearing it. He's right. probably standing okay. up and yeah. so he's saying temple. it and he's like, What should we bring to the Lord? Should we bring him burnt offering? Do you think people were like, Yeah, great idea. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, you're right. And then he's like, No, how about this? Let's give him you're this. Like, Let's Cap's give him like, this. Even better. Or right. are they like, Mike, uh I, I'm quit. sure it probably started even better. And then by the end he's like, Well, we don't have ten thousand rivers of olive oil, so that's not gonna work. And yeah. Well, don't you think they were even thinking, I'm just picturing if you're if you're asking me to give away things now i know they were used to but i mean it's you're right it's getting ridiculous when they finally get to oh you have to give away your firstborn kid how about that like like i would think the crowd's like uh, uh no, no. <laughs> like, actually what really that's here. what yeah. that's where we draw what, the line yeah. that's what god would no i'm not gonna yeah. do and then he's like I feel like he's like, it's so much simpler than that, everybody. This is this is all like, hey, wake up. We've been through this before. Like, yeah. this is all God expects and wants from you, and you still don't seem to be able to do it. Like, I almost feel like he's giving you, he's giving you the most extreme example to then say, yeah, that's not what he wants from you. He's yeah. just saying this. Yeah. Three and things. Three, three things. Yeah. yeah. And in the context, when you look at the whole book of Micah, which I did just out of as an exercise, I went through, read through the whole thing just to see, like, what, how does that enlighten this specific passage? And one of the things I, I realized is he paints the picture consistently in these different prophecies of the people assuming that they've got it made because mm. they are in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. They're the people of God and they do all the basic stuff that they're supposed to do in the law. And yet they don't at all obey the spirit of the law. Like they mm. go, they do a few, you know, offerings and sacrifices here, uh, in, in three verse, uh, 11, 
it's he he's basically quoting them and he says no harm can come to us you say for the lord is here among us because of you he micah says mount zion will be plowed like an open field mm-hmm. so he's basically saying like the the people are like we're fine god's here this is his temple we're good and we gave the offerings that we we're supposed to give and and micah's basically in this passage just like look even if you had your firstborn child it wouldn't be enough to cover your sins yeah. you can't buy god's love right Exactly. Yeah. You got to live the way you're supposed to live. And so they're doing all that. But then if you look just a few cha- a few verses later after after verse eight, if you look down at like 10 and 11 and 12, he gives a description of how they're living instead of these three things. He says, um, he says, what shall I say about the homes of the wicked filled with treasures gained by cheating? What about the disgusting practice of measuring out grain with dishonest measures? How can I tolerate your merchants who use dishonest scales and weights? Like, sorry, we're on the metric system. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't know how to make liters, we mean to. gallons. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, and so he, he, and then he says, he says this, the rich among you have become wealthy through extortion and violence. Your citizens are so used to lying that their tongues can no longer tell the truth. So he's describing what, what the opposite of those three things are like yeah. to do what is wrong and to love exploitation and to walk is he pridefully. Descri- is mm-hmm. he describing who they are at that moment? Yeah. 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 And remember it says, it says Israel's guilt and punishment in the NLT. It gives like a new section heading. So when you're reading the scripture, you think, Oh, this is a whole new thing. Yeah. This isn't connected. Well, it's in the original the documents that we had, there were no section headings. There were no chapter numbers. This was all, con- all text that was continued. So it's possible that, that next section is meant to go right along with it. So just skimming through it. I'm thinking the people are like, Oh no, here comes Mike. He's going to tell us how bad we are. <laughs> so going to yell at us. Micah, Micah oh. compared to other prophets, some prophets are like super positive right. for the most part. Some are like all doom and gloom, right. like just, just rough. And then Micah, he seems to go both. He's like, Terrible, terrible things, but hope everybody yeah, yeah. get really excited, but also terrible right. things, yeah. <laughs> but hope, uh, happy and sad. Yeah, you're like exactly. the opposite of it's all the, the prophets going up and down. Yeah. It's yeah. both. They're getting not, they're getting seasick cause he's going up right. and down, oh, up and down. Man. but listen to how Micah ends his, how the, the book of Micah ends. Um, it ultimately he's saying in verse 18 of chapter seven, uh, he's talking to God. And he says, where's another God like you who pardons the guilt of the remnant overlooking the sins of his special people? You will not stay angry with your people forever because you delight in showing unfailing love. And I love this imagery. Once again, you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet Mm. and throw them into the depths of the ocean. You will show us your faithfulness and unfailing love as you promised to our ancestors, Abraham and Jacob long ago. That's really cool. Boom. Yeah. Ultimately, he's saying, look, I'm going to your sin. Our, our sins are going to be trampled under your feet like grapes and they're going to be cast into the ocean. Like that's as even you, though, man. And as you read it, you're like, mm, whole thing's applicable today. Like that. Yeah. That's how There's you, nobody, you know, exploiting oh, no. people or no using one. dishonest no scales one. or measures. But it's just that's what's so this amazing. Awkward. I mean, the more you think, the, the more you read it and the more you're just like, that's how you know they were prophets. Yeah. Because not only were they prophesying in that moment in time, but it has stood the test of mm-hmm. everything they say still still speaks to the world we live in today, which right. is really kind of amazing to me, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the world in front of the text, right? Sure. We kind of melded them all together. Didn't yeah. We? Sorry. No. That's... <laughs> didn't keep them very, uh, yeah. Um, so 
how how far bef- how far when does this happen in relation to when Jesus is born? Uh, so I remember that three hundred year set period that I talked about in my sermon, mm-hmm. where it was like kingdom divided, exile, mm-hmm. exile, and then coming back to Israel. It was probably about four hundred years after that that Jesus came. Okay, so Micah's like do these three three do these three things: love justly, wait, walk justly. What is it? Do right. Do right. <laughs> do justly, love mercy, walk humbly. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and you guys can't even do that, so here comes Jesus. Right? Is this like the prelude to Jesus coming? In a way. Yeah. In a way, well, whole, but it was a long in, yeah. season of time. I mean, what what it does, man, I get so geeked out about the world of the text, but what it does when you realize the time span, you can see this like dramatic tension being built up in the prophet's time where they're saying, guys... Do justly, you know, love mercy, do do the right things. Um, don't keep abusing the poor. Don't keep doing all this stuff. And then it's just silence. Yeah. And then you come to like Luke, the book of Luke, and he starts his whole gospel with all of this, these callbacks to the prophets where he's basically saying yeah, all these promises. Yeah. I taught, that was the whole Christmas series where he, he's using all of these, these, this imagery and stuff from the prophets to set up the fact that Jesus is here. Yeah. So even though there was those 400 years of silence where it was probably incredible uncertainty and, and whatever, we get to the point where Jesus comes and it's like everything clicks back into place. Yeah. Well, and I would think at that point you got to use the prophets because nobody, I mean, like you've got to be, everyone needs to be reminded. We've been talking about this for what? Seven, 700 years. Yeah. Is that what we're saying? So years. I got, yeah. I got to remind you yeah. what we've known this, like this has been yeah. our heritage. This is what's been passed down. And yeah. It but is uh, the guy that was laying on his side for four years, don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> Just listen to the good stuff. I do. That's what I hope people though feel during this whole summer series is it is the more the further you go the deeper you dig the more amazing it is the more yeah. amazing the bible is the more the, the our story our story that we get from is our heritage our legacy is mm. is just it it's amazing and the more you come to understand that i don't yeah. see how you're not like whoa that's that's awesome. Yeah. So I hope people have that feeling when they walk away and realize that this stuff still has so much to say to me. Mm. Yeah. The Holy Spirit has so much. He wants to speak yeah. right to me and this book will do it if I allow it to. Yeah. That's just awesome. That's cool. And and what, what we so often do, which I think, I love that we are spending so much time in the Old Testament in this series and not just in the New Testament, uh, is we often go... Uh, you know, God created the world, the fall of man, dot, 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 Jesus, dot, 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 me, you know, like that's, that's pretty much the whole story of faith that we tell. But what we're doing here is we're saying, no, look at all of God's Mm -hmm. promises being fulfilled and challenged and questioned and fulfilled. And like all of that, ta-da, through the whole sweep of scripture. And then let's not forget, then there's the early church where yes, they had to work out I these big it, yes. theological questions about the Trinity and the divinity of Jesus. And then there were the, you know, the all, all of history. It, it's not this, th- this Bible is not just a floating little Mm-mm. thing from a vacuum that, that just pops into our life. Like it is, it is so <laughs> yeah. much a part of the development of human consciousness. Yeah. So yeah. It's, to me, I get, I get really geeked out when I start to see all those threads connecting. Yeah. I, I just think, I hope people just are excited yeah sam what geeks you out about the bible 
or your faith? What yeah. what what, what, what like fires what's, you what's up your about favorite, all this? What's your favorite part of the Bible or your favorite like book of the Bible? Um, Samuel. Really? Yeah. Why? Because um, that's your because name. Because I can. Yeah, that's one of the reasons. And two, I can kind of relate to that because he when in, in for Samuel he um. He gets like he's hearing God's voice, but he thinks it he's um I forget his name. The guy. His his like his, his the guy his like mentor guy. The yeah. one guy. Yeah. 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 This is when Samuel's so a child, he, right? Yeah. And yeah. then he goes to the priest or whatever his name is. And then he goes back and forth and he sit and then the priest finally says, If you hear the voice again, say Yes, God, your servant is listening. And that's what I relate to because I like I'm listening to God, except for I'm seeing mm-hmm. God's right. work be done. So that's why I love that verse so much. I yeah. think we should all hold on to those words. Yes, yeah. God, your servant is listening. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we came each day with that approach, Tyler, maybe we would all, you know, talking about do we all have the gift of prophecy? Yeah. Maybe if we came every morning with that mindset. And I think what you said too, Sam, earlier was you pay attention. You're paying attention. You're you're waiting in anticipation of what God's the vision He's going to give you. Yeah. Which I think is yeah. Really if any cool. if anyone's curious, it's First um, Samuel three is what uh, Sam is telling us about. That's when Samuel's a little boy and he's serving Eli. I forgot the guy's name too. Eli. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's a really cool little story. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. That's good. That's those poignant words to live by. Speak, yeah. Lord, your servant is listening. Oh, guys, another one in the books. I'm Sam, telling you, Sam, you're cr- you are crazy. You may cool. want to be an engineer, but I want to be you when I grow up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. I Man. thought you already were a grow up. Nope, you would be surprised. Oh no, Tyler is not a <laughs> you grown up. So you'd be, be surprised. surprised at the depths of his immaturity. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sam, you may also need yeah. to be a preacher. Yeah, maybe. for sure. Who knows? Sam, you maybe got... we need to work out a time for you to be a part of one of my sermons or something. You can come up and... Yes, up and... I love that. That's what I wanted Heath to do. That's oh, really? What, that's, that's He's kind in your of, prayer group too, right? Yeah, that's the kind of the reason why, like, from that moment on, like, I was getting visions and all that stuff. And so I went to Ron, Pastor Ron, mm-hmm. and I told him about um, Heath, and I... Th- I was I wanted Heath to actually get a chance because he wanted to be a pastor and actually I was gonna ask Ron if he could let Heath do one of the, um, uh, like preach for a little bit. Like yeah. Kind okay. Of, wait. Who's like, Heath? Is that Heath? Heath? Heath with an H. Oh, who's Heath? I don't know who Heath is. Um. He's in uh Cindy's prayer on Cindy's prayer team. Okay. And how old is Heath? Um, I don't know. Older is than he you? A kid? Or yeah, yeah. He, older than me. Not quite driving. He's a student. 13, maybe 13. Yeah, 13, okay. something like that. I was thinking 13. So yeah. you think he's got he's, he's got, got some, the gift some of preaching? Yeah. preaching gifts, some yeah. teaching gifts. That's cool. Well, I'm very, very encouraged by you, Sam. Yeah. I'm so glad you Me were too. here today. You and are, uh, I'm going to talk to Cindy about you switching teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Where are we go to next, Barry? What's happening? Oh, shoot. What is next? Uh, uh, the parables are in two weeks, but next week is... I should know this. Uh, I designed the series. It is epistles. Oh, so you already knew the answer. Yeah. You're just giving oh. me a chance. I mean, I'm to prepared. <laughs> I just want everybody to contribute, you know? Yeah, I epistles. Think is, is it you it's next week? Dad, it's it? not me. I'm not again until... It's Dave two, for two weeks, yeah. I believe. So yeah. epistles, those are all the letters that the apostles wrote to the churches yeah. in the New Testament. 
Come to learn what the word epistles mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and as usual, every week you're doing your Facebook Live thing. Facebook Live, Tuesday mornings, 7.30. 7.30. We've got resources at every campus. Um, what's the Bible we're recommending? The Bible? The, the version of the Bible that we're recommending to everybody for a resource through the series. Uh, well, we have the NIV Cultural Background Study Bible, yeah. which is phenomenal. It's just we usually use the New Living Translation, so it's a little bit of a hassle. But uh, it's incredible. That's the one we're suggesting. Yeah, so... Pick that up. We've got it in our bookstore. You can get it online. And we've Is got that it. also at our little library yes, areas? Yes, at We have a copy at each campus. Yeah. Yep. Along with the other full... The like, whole commentary, the For Everyone commentary series, yeah, the right. whole set. Okay. Pretty cool. Good stuff. Sam, you got to stop out there and read it. Wait, what? No, nah, you're, you're good. It's all right. You're good. Real, real quick, before we, before <laughs> we close, Sam... This is your chance. What do you want to say to the people of Grace Church? Yeah. What would you say, whether it's encouragement or or a challenge? How would you, what would you say to the people of Grace Church? And if it's negative, we'll just edit it out. No, yeah. he likes the elevator going up. <laughs> elevator going He's up. an encourager. Yeah. Um, well, Grace Church is improving constantly. And I just like that Grace Church keeps improving and they should keep improving because that is a skill that we could use to keep preaching better and better and better and better. And fill those walls like you saw, yes. right? Yeah. Busting at the seams. Yes. Sounds good to me. Amen and amen. Amen. All right, well, encouragement. Uh, yeah. Yep. Thank you for the encouragement. Yeah. Thanks That's, for being here today, yes. man. It was yes. great. Great having you. Very, very fun. And you thanks. You still nervous or now you're... You're comfortable. Yeah, you seem You're totally good. good now. I'm completely fine. Yeah. yeah. You could fall asleep right now. That's the effect we have on people. We, <laughs> we put them right to sleep. sleep. <laughs> Listeners, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope you're getting as much as we are out of this sermon series, BYOB, Bring Your Own Bible, Facebook Live, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Um, next week, Marin will be gone again. Uh, we'll see if Amy made the cut, if she <laughs> can come back or not, but uh, we'll we'll see I about that. I get it. But thank you so much for listening. Again. You want to come back? All right, we'll have you back. We'll have you back. I want to come back. Absolutely. We'll do like a great, maybe if we do that live show we've been talking about. Yeah, we, we got to do Sam. a live show. Bring we should Sam bring out. like every priest in here that like has actually preached and then it's like a whole it's party like a preacher party preacher party sounds like wild. a real wild time <laughs> <laughs> crazy all right um so do just actually i don't want to do, do that i don't want to i don't want to step on no, marin's i, I don't want to do it sign off another way how yep. do we do all right amy you sign us off um amy you got it i'm scared and we'll see you on the other side of Sunday. <laughs> 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 <laughs>